My name is Andrew Field. I grew up um, in a town called Ghent, but my father worked on Wall Street. So we were half in the city and half in the country. That whole zone of the, the Hudson Valley, the Hawthorne Valley is, I mean, it's, it's very food centric. Mm. I was born in the summer, so I, I mean, I'm definitely a summer baby. When I was 21, uh, I moved to Mexico to open a restaurant with another friend. We took an old house and, and turned it into sort of this garden kitchen. And there was a small movie theater in the back that was just a, like this big vinyl sheet hung between two palm trees. That's kind of where I learned to surf. Yeah, the water was a super important part for me. I lived in Mexico for five years. came back to New York, and that's when I was sort of introduced to Rockaway Beach. Yeah, a customer from the restaurant in Mexico, uh, she had moved back to New York a couple years before to open a storefront in Soho. I'd, I'd kind of reached out, I was in the neighborhood, and I just sort of popped by to say hi, and she had kind of just asked, like, what are you, what are you going to do now? And, you know, my mind, I don't remember if I said this or not, but in my mind, it was just like, um, I'm going back to Mexico, I'm going back to surf. Maybe before I could answer that, she was like, you should meet this guy, David, who has a, a place out there and wants to, uh, to open sort of a, a taco joint next to a beach where there's a bunch of surfers. David and I drove out here. He kind of showed me the, the taco shack. And I mean, I remember pulling up and just kind of like, like, you want to get to work right now? Rockway Taco is a plywood shack. In the 70s, it was an Italian deli, and and then it became a cab stand. And then it was, you know, it had been sort of dormant for a number of years. We were still pulling out the stuff from the cab stand, doing the renovation to build the restaurant. All throughout the 1900s, Rockaway's been this, this summertime playground that has Manhattan as a backbone and is also accessible by train. In food, we get to play with nostalgia. Um, you know, we've sort of become sort of these like these elements of summer. You remember it's warm outside. You remember you're by the beach. You remember, you know, what the smells are. All swimming, playing, or resting. All getting their share of the sun and the fun. All refugees from the city heat. Here where the beach meets the cool Atlantic. We met a friend that had a marina down on 59th Street that we teamed up with two other Venezuelan friends who are architects. They kind of came up with the, the design of the boat. We call it the truck of floats. They're basically um, eight by 12 floating docks that have 55 gallon drums that are pressurized that are used as the floats that uh, are outfitted with truck bed caps. We built the boats uh, the summer before Sandy. A few days out, I think it was, they, they weren't sure exactly when the storm was going to hit. Like it was like, you know, it, it, the date kind of changed a few times, but you could tell that it was already, I mean, something was, was coming up the coast. When we got there, they were ripping boats out of the water, one after another after another. And so we tied all of them together 
so we made one giant platform uh, and then we safety lined everything to the fingers of the dock and to the dock itself. We headed back to Brooklyn, but a lot of, a handful of our friends stayed in Rockaway. Once the power went out on the whole peninsula, it got really hard to communicate with anybody. The last message I got was from Matt, who is sort of my right-hand man at Rockaway Taco, from his girlfriend. I said, is there water in your front yard? She goes, I don't know if there's water, but there's definitely a car floating in the front yard. So the next morning we woke up at 6 a.m. and we're just like, let's go, we have to get there. We almost flooded the truck and trying to drive through probably way too much water, way more water than we definitely were supposed to. It has caused 10 to 20 billion dollars in damage, making it one of the most expensive storms in American history. And the first place that we got to was the marina. And all, along that drive, we were kind of, you started seeing cars on top of cars and, you know, you, sand was everywhere and, and people were outside just kind of like roaming around. And right as we pulled into the marina, you look to the left and you just have this seaweed salad of boats that were just like one on top of the other we were like whoa and just kind of floored by that image i remember sort of like just going around the corner of the road and you know we kind of looked off to the side and you could see the tops of the truck floats of the boats They just went up with the water, and when the water receded, they came back down. But we, yeah, we opened the door to our boat. The bed was still made. You know, there wasn't a drop of water. Like, we could have slept there and been totally fine. In a storm, you know, a sailor moors the boat. You drive it out to sea to, to avoid the storm. I think the boats definitely were a, a great lesson that it can be as easy as boats float. Special thanks to Andrew Field. Since this piece was originally recorded, the Taco Shack has closed. But Andrew has opened up a new location down the street. It's called Takaway Beach, and it's still one A-train and a shuttle away from the heart of Manhattan. This episode of Arrivals was produced in between the thundering of summer storms by me, Jonathan Hirsch, along with Gabrielle Lewis, Nora Lind, and Ben Cruz. If you value the sound-rich, crafted stories of migration, transformation, and change featured on this program, we'd love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. And check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to all of this on our website, arrvls.com. And Arrivals is a proud and founding member of The Herd, a new audio collective featuring six stellar producers from all over North America 
who have banded together to share resources, to promote and to support one another's work. One program we know you'll love is Nocturne. It's hosted by the Bay Area producer Vanessa Lowe. Her show features poetic and sonically lush stories, all centered around the theme of the night. Since I'm not a night owl, originally making Nocturne was sort of an exercise in learning about this foreign land, the night. Running around with fireworks when we were kids, you know, the darkness and like these bright lights. Colorful things popping up in the darkness. But more and more, I feel like I found this precious thread that I'm just following in the dark. And every place I stop, there's a new discovery. You can listen to Nocturne and all the other Heard shows by visiting our website, herdradio.com. That's H-E-A-R-D radio.com. And speaking of bringing people together, we host live shows in New York and beyond. They're a mixture of live performance and sound design, produced audio narratives, and interviews all centered around a theme. And the next New York show will be at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn on the 11th of August. The theme is Endless Summer. So mark your calendars. I'm Jonathan Hirsch. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again, may you wind up where you need to be.